So we're gonna talk about what, what you were Asher, we're gonna talk about what you were telling me about the the wood. Tell him about the There were many yeah. So there were many materials that the Jewish people used with building the Mishkan. Yesterday we discussed the gold, silver, and copper, right? And today we're going to discuss the Atzei Shittim, the wood. It wasn't just typical wood, it was seer wood, it was specific wood that they used to build the Mishkan. And this wood that they used to build the Mishkan has a backstory. Um, Rashi brings that uh, the question, the, where did they get the wood from? They're in the middle of the desert. Oh, so there's actually a whole discussion about Rashi's question. What do you mean? They had people living nearby. They could have bought it from. There were forests nearby. There's a whole discussion about what, what, why Rashi learns it like that. Um, there are other commentaries that explain they got it from places nearby. But um, Rashi answers, very good, like you guys said. Rashi answers, that where did they get this wood from in the middle of a desert? They got the wood because Yaakov foresaw, Safa Yaakov, Yaakov foresaw, that there was going to be a time they will be in the desert. And they're going to have to build a mishkan. And, from, and they will need wood for this mishkan. So what did he do? He planted wood in Mitzrayim, in Egypt. And um, that they, he brought wood with him from Israel, brought it to Egypt, planted it there. This way they should have wood with them. Um, when they leave Egypt, take it out with them and bring it to be able to build the mishkan from it. So now, the question now is, what is this whole deal with Yaakov? Like, couldn't Yaakov just tell them that you're going to leave Egypt, and one day you'll come into the, in, into, into the desert, and you'll have to build a Mishkan, and you'll find wood uh, nearby. And you, uh, of course, Yaakov foresaw, but what, there must be something particular that Yaakov wanted to accomplish by planting these trees and having them take it out with them, bringing the trees from Israel. What exactly was Yaakov trying to accomplish with all this? And... Um, the answer is very, uh, one of the answers is very practical and very relevant to us today, uh, being in Golis ourselves. What Yaakov was trying to accomplish was that we know that the Jewish people were promised, even before they went down to Mitzrayim, that there was going to be a time there would be a Golis exile, they would go down and they would come out. Already by Avram, when the whole thing happened, Hashem said, Hashem promised Avram that you're your descendants will go down to Egypt, they will be slaves, and they will come out with wealth, with riches, right? So they were prom- They knew, they were promised they were going to come out. And there was something that again was promised, that Yaakov told his son Yosef, and um, Yosef's bones were, were kept in Egypt to be able to take them out with them when they, left, when they left. So it was something that was known, that there was supposed to be a time that they would eventually leave Egypt. Now you could all imagine... I mean, the way we all feel today. That when you go to someone and say, we want Mashiach now, Mashiach's coming, right? The natural reaction that some people have is like, you're kidding me? It's been thousands of years. It's been hundreds of years. It's been so, so much we've gone through. You really believe Mashiach's coming? Or wait till Monday. That it's, sometimes, even, even knowing that it's, that it's a promise that we have, even knowing that it's, a, that it's an actual um, uh, prophecy, that yes, we will be taken out of, out of Golos, we will be taken out of exile. It's very nice to know that the fact is there, but it's not tangible and it's not real, and it's not something that we really relate to. We hope, yeah, we all want life to be better. But there will actually be a Mashiach in the way that we feel it's tangible and it's actually going to happen. It's not something which is in the front of our eyes so much. And Yaakov saw 
um, that this may be the case with his own grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And Yaakov saw that being in Egypt, going through everything they went through, I mean, we can't compare anything to, to the Holocaust, but uh, the Jewish people experienced it was worse than the Holocaust. It was longer, over a longer period of time. I mean, there was, and people, they were tortured, they, 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 they were slaves. They cash the girls in their uh, whole country on the way out. Yeah, they, and right. they, they, um, the babies were being killed. Right, it was a disaster. It was, it was insane. And going through that, you could imagine the Jewish people, even having the promise from their aunt, from their great grandfather Avram, the great grandfather Yaakov, having all the promises they had that there was going to be a time where they would be taken out of this. It's like for real. Like you really believe that? So Yaakov foresaw this, and Yaakov wanted that they should have something real, physical and tangible that they could pass by whenever they walk by it, look at it, and it would be a, a physical representation of them getting out of the situation they're in and being free, the exodus, the redemption, the gu'ula from Mitzrayim. Yaakov wanted there should be a physical thing they should walk by and see, wow, this physical, Yaakov, Yaakov knew that when they go into them, they're going to need wood. So he brought wood not from anywhere, he brought it from Israel. But they were going to go after, right? He took from Israel wood and planted it in Egypt. His grandchildren should know. Every time they walk by these trees, they see trees, a physical, tangible representation. They see that these trees are here because we're going to get out of here. And we're going to take these trees with us. And we're actually going to go and plant them, sorry, and use them to build the Mishkan in the desert. So it was a physical reminder that every time they see it, something should stick out in their eyes, stick out in their mind, and remind them that they're going to be out of this one day. And it seems something very small and may seem insignificant, but it's very powerful because Hashem gave us these things even today. That Hashem gave us reminders. Not just, it's not just something that exists in the text, that if you look in the Torah, you'll see that there's nevuahs and prophecies saying that we're gonna, there's going to be a time where there'll be a third base of Migdash, and there'll be a time that there's never going to be a Golas again, and there won't be any suffering in the world again. We know it's written. It says it in the books. But it's not enough. We need a physical reminder. And the, this physical reminder, we have to look out for. It's something that Hashem tells Hashem says, I know that it's not enough that you just have this promise. And Hashem says, I'm going to give you physical reminders, like Yaakov did, Hashem gives us physical reminders to remind us that we should be able to see that we're going to be out of this Golis one day. What are these physical reminders? They are sometimes happenings in life. Our own individual ge'ulais, when, we, when we're redeemed from our own physical um, stress or stressful situation, just being free from a certain, some small stress in our life is a reminder that that can happen in the magnitude, that can happen in a much greater level for the whole Jewish, for the whole world. That's one reminder. Other reminders are, um, are we know tzaddikim. Tzaddikim are people that Hashem planted. It says, uh, the, the Chachamim say, the arazim, the word eres in Tilim, um, when it, it alludes to tzaddikim. And Hashem planted these tzaddikim, these trees in Golos. Just like Yaakov planted those trees in Mitzrayim, Hashem planted trees in Golos, that we have tzaddikim, that they embody Geula. These tzaddikim don't live in Golos. We know the famous story, I think it's from Rabbi Nachamed al-Haradakar, that, um, that someone once came to him and said, um, he was living in Eretz Yisrael, said that he heard the shoifer blow, so I guess there was a crazy person that went on top of a mountain blowing a shoifer um, to make people think the Mashiach came. And they came to him and said, is the Mashiach here? 
and and he the story goes that he opened the window of his house and he stuck his head out of the window and sniffed and smelled and he said no Mashiach's not here he had to st- he had to stick his head out of the window to smell to see in the air if Mashiach is here why couldn't he smell in his house because in his house it smelled like Mashiach right there were, these are people that Hashem gave us which they their life embodied a life of redemption Mashiach they weren't in Golas. It says about Rishim and Bayechai. Rishim Bayechai says that, that it was as if the Beis Mikdash wasn't destroyed in his days. Because in his days, while he was alive, there existed this feeling and this, this smell in the air of, of Mashiach. So Hashem gave us these powerful physical people and reminders to always remind us that there's this reality outside of the reality we experience on living. We may be experiencing and living a reality of Golos, a reality where things don't go right. Things seem terrible, things seem hard, things seem impossible. And it may seem sometimes impossible that we're ever going to get out of this. Hashem gives us these people and these uh, happenings in our life to give us physical reminders that Yaakov gave his descendants by, by planting the trees in Egypt, a physical reminder that every time these things happen, every time we pass by such a person, it's like a breath of fresh air and reminds us that yes, there will be a time, there's another reality that we're hoping for that we can see in this physical person or physical um, occurrence that happened in our life that reminds us that yes, there'll be a time where this will all be gone. And this should encourage us to, to the, first of all, to exercise, trying to remember these things, to, to either an experience that we may have had or a person that we could look up to, a person that we know of that, that uh, can remind us of, of these, uh, of the, the experience outside of the experience that we have now. Um, so we have to exercise that. It's something like Adam Simcha also, another. When you remember these things, try to remind these things, it brings joy. Because you know, yes, there will be a time when this will all be gone. So, um, and it encourages us to do more to make sure that time happens. So the Chaim, Shira Mashiach.